Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a horrible reading from a terrible place. And what place that might be, you ask? And unfortunately, I have to tell you that the place is called Shitskin.com. Now, Shitskin.com is sort of the uh, successor to a website that I had bookmarked a long time ago and done five or six years ago, longer than that now, an exploration for the weekend web on something awful, a website called Chimp Out. Now, Chimp Out and Shitskin are both, or Chimp Out was, either dark or deleted, terrible, horrible websites for gleeful racists. Now, this is a topic that I have long struggled whether I would ever read from a place like this or not, because I, you know, obviously these guys uh, are terrible people. And they make no no bones about the fact that they are a ridiculous website. It is a virulent anti-African American and African website, and it's going to be painful to read and to listen to. So, if you don't like hearing the word nigger, I don't recommend listening. But before we get to that, I just want to say, let's do some podcast business before we just start talking about that kind of stuff. So, thanks everybody who has asked for magnets and uh, joined the patron page. As you may know, and you probably will soon be tired of hearing, I have set up a patron page. is an easy way for you to support the website if you like it, which is at patreon.com slash Reads, where you can support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You know, good stuff is happening there. Um, we have 15 people supporting the podcast, and that's a great number as far as I'm concerned. I'm not complaining at all. Yeah, I just wanted to to thank everyone who has pledged since uh, the last episode, and uh, super, super important. I thank you very much, and I super appreciate it. I still have some magnets, although I'm starting to run a little low, but I still have probably like 20 magnets, so it's not a crazy, and I do have postage again, so if you made a request and you still haven't received your magnet, please drop me a little note, and as of course, if you want a magnet, please send me an email at lureads at gmail.com. And as always, please, if you like the podcast, write a review at iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you collect your podcasts and encourage them to feature Lou Reads prominently in their listings. So, yeah, thank you very much. And now back to this difficult topic. So, the, like I said, this is a topic I've long debated whether or not I should read or shouldn't read. I decided I was just putting it off because it's unpleasant, which is hard to believe because I've read some unpleasant things. But most of those unpleasant things are just people being stupid, but it's not like they're not just, I don't know, the cognitive dissonance that needed to maintain this level of absurdity is sometimes like, you know, hard to believe. But anyway, just so you'll understand where we're going, I will read the shitskin.com slash forum welcome page, which uh, is just a little FAQ at the top that says, Welcome to shitskin.com. The purpose of this site is to provide an alternative to the other sites that seek to counter the brainwashing and Negro pandering perpetuated by Hollywood and the media. We all expose the African beast for what it really is, using up-to-the-minute news reports, crime statistics, and other credible sources that are ignored by the mainstream media. Shitskin Plantation takes a less animated and more professional approach than the others. We are not taking anything away from the other sites, just offering another alternative. Our staff consists of some of the same members that kept watching at the old chimp out forums. Their years of experience will help maintain a fair, welcoming, and peaceful atmosphere here at Shitskin. 
It will not include those who did damage to it. All humans are welcome here at Chitskin, except for the murderous Mohammedians and niggers, of course. We are not a hate site. We are not Nazis, clan members, or skinheads. We are just regular people who are fed up with niggers and their systematic destruction of our society. Feel free to browse and enjoy our site. Please come check out the visitors forum with any questions you may have or just stop in to say hello. It may take a few minutes for your comment to appear visitors forum if you like what you see register and become a member and so you see what kind of people this is about so yeah it seems like a very welcoming site and so the first thing we'll read is from the shitskin.com which is also known as the shitskin plantation in the whipping post subforum in a subforum called tales from the field and the first post that we'll read is by original poster Dwight Mansburden in a post he entitled Coon Tact at Cabela's. And it goes like this. My 2016 Cabela's fishing catalog arrived yesterday. Famous for salmon and trout, Oregon also offers some great crappie fishing if you know where to go. I've caught fish up to 16 inches, which is huge for crappie. 18 inchers are not unheard of. Anyway, my old crappy rod has seen better days, so I checked out the offerings in Cabela's new catalog. There, on page 78, I found what I was looking for. A 12-foot, two-piece rod and reel for $39.99. The item was listed as a quote-unquote Mr. Crappy Slab Daddy Jig Slash Troll Combo. So today I called the Cabela's order line, and a she-boon answered. She-boon is a negative term for an African-American woman. With an obvious Negroid accent, she said, quote unquote, my name is Tanisha. How can I help you? I immediately had second thoughts about placing my order and giving my credit card info to a she-boon, even if Cabela's had screened her. WTF. I wanted that rod, so went ahead. Quote unquote, what is the stock number and name of your first item? Tanisha asked. I read off the numbers in the item's title and with a pause before and after the word, quote unquote, jig, laughing emoticon. Tanisha asserted the number I gave was incomplete, needed five more digits, but the catalog didn't have any more info than what I gave the now somewhat flustered Sheboon. I gave her the page number and repeated that the item I wanted was a jig fishing rod and reel. Finally, after a long pause, she said she had located the item, but it was quote-unquote out of stock. She knew my name and phone number, so instead of telling the boon what I thought, I immediately said quote-unquote have a nice day and hung up without divulging my card info. I've been a Cabela's customer for 30 plus years, and while they're now much bigger than before, they're not necessarily better. Not only are they hiring niggers, but they are also out of stock on items the day after their catalog arrives in the mail. Probably have a few groids in upper level positions. And C.T. Nighaven writes, We've got a really nice Cabela's up in East Hartford. Whenever you go there, you always see at least one groidal of niggers shoveling around touching stuff. What the hell could they possibly want at Cabela's? Never seen them leave with anything. And which doctor adds, they don't sell highlighted pointy sticks. This is why. And SC Anemia writes, The 2015 winter catalog I received has a nigger on the cover. Blasphemy, I tell you. Say it ain't so. Cabela's has always been my go-to for reading on the crapper. I guess now it's color-coded too. SC Anemia continues, Cabela's has always been a good experience for me. Last year, I ordered some black powder. I was in the wrong powder, and to be honest, it was probably my fault. I needed FFFF powder, and they sent triple F instead. I may have given them the wrong info. I called and asked if I should return the powder I was sent, and was told not to worry about it. They sent the correct powder at no charge. 
And Wrangler72 writes, That's why I like Cabela's. I need to get out there again soon. Love shopping there, though some stuff can get pricey. I don't mind keeping a nice brick-and-mortar place going, but for the really pricey stuff, I will find a better deal elsewhere. I love fresh fish, and this post has me itching to get out to one and get a pole or two. Brackets or Walmart. And White Magic adds, There should be one in the Sierra Foothills slash Sacto area, but because CA is so effed up with libtards, we have to drive all the way to Reno. So, Cal, 25 million people but no market? And SC Anemia writes, I'm in the Sierra Foothills slash Sac area. No Cabela's. A Bass Pro Shop in Tracy, but no Cabela's. And White Magic adds, Someone told me the reason there's no Cabela's in California is because all the paperwork and regulations would raise their costs by 10% plus. Service in California by mail or lets them avoid 100,000 stupid rules and asinine lawsuits. And Frustrated adds, We got one in Reno, and as sure as the sky is blue, there's always a nigger, quote-unquote, customer at the gun counter. Edit, come to think of it, there's always a few token niggers at our gun shows, too. I've never seen those buy anything either. They seem fascinated by the tasers, though. And SC Anemia writes, Probably first-timers sniffing around looking for a gat to steal. At the gun shows, however, there are usually way too many heavily armed white people. Seems like that would make a nigger awfully twitchy. And Crackajack writes, They opened a store just a few miles from me a year ago. At least one nigger cashier. And last few times I've been in there, there were spooks knuckling around the store. And not that guy writes, The only time I ever see jigs there is when they are bothering some poor old white guy there working the gun counter or they are looking at catfish poles slash bait. That is usually the older bucks standing next to one another yelling loudly about what bail they use to catch carp and catfish. Double O Negro adds, Didn't see any at our local Cabela's this afternoon. I got an ugly stick elite spinning rod and an extra cylinder for my black powder revolver. Can't wait to get some Tannerite and blow up some watermelons this fall. See the Facebook post about blowing up things with Tannerite. Nigers hate it when you blow up their national fruit. And Cracker Jack adds, Dawned on me after I posted the other day, I think the nogs I've seen in there were scouts sent to find out what the gun-toting whiteys were up to. And Kool-Aid Hair writes, No way, that would mean niggers are using forethought now. And LexTech adds, There's a Cabela's a couple miles from me. It's nice and usually fairly nigger-free, but a little expensive for my taste. I'm a budget shooter, so I do most of my shopping online. Although I recently got a $650 gift card that's only good for a handful of retailers, and Cabela's is one. So I'll be dropping some coin there soon. And Kool-Aid Hair asks, New gun purchase, maybe? And LexTex finished the thread by adding, Probably reloading supplies. But I did see a used Bursa Thunder .380 last time I was there for $200. I don't want to get into another caliber. Brackets, too many already. But my M and P 9mm is just a little much for the GF. And we'll leave that thread and go to a new thread in the shitskin.com's subforum, the Whipping Post subforum Underground Railroad, in a thread started by Buck Simeon, entitled 16 year old coal burning sensation murdered by her 34 year old Buck. And coal burning is a euphemism for interracial relations. And it goes like this. What's wrong with this picture? A 16-year-old white girl dating a 34-year-old nigger. Where on God's green earth was that girl's mother? Probably burning coal as well. The nigger beat her so bad, they were only able to identify her from her tattoos. And what's a 16-year-old doing with tattoos and hanging out with a nigger at a club anyways? Quote, a 16-year-old is dead after being beaten by her 34-year-old boyfriend outside a nightclub. Police identified the victim on Monday as Haley Hall. And it is a story from March 15th. 
from what? Cincinnati. And Fat Abbott replies with a picture of the Swedish chef saying, Vert de Ferk. I blame the parent. What kind of parent lets their 16-year-old white daughter date a 34-year-old monkey? Why didn't anyone intervene while this poor girl was getting her ass beat? And there's a picture of a coal furnace that says coal burner with a girl in it. A white girl in it. Moral. You burn the coal, you'll end up in a hole. And Crack a Jack adds, Preemptively closed mutant factory. And Protect the Woodpile adds, the worst of the worst, mud sharks. And a quick check of Urban Dictionary has the definition of mud shark as a white woman that dates black men, usually because of low self-esteem. The worst of the worst, mud sharks. Stories like this can't be shared enough. And Buck Simeon replies, I generally give underage coal burners a pass, but no more. If she had lived, no doubt she would just... <laughs> Boy. <laughs> uh, all right. If she had lived, no doubt she would have just cuddled up with another nigger. Also, I have no doubts that other white women in her family will still continue to date niggers. They never learn. And Man Bear Pig adds, I do give young coal burners a pass. We were all brainwashed up until that one point when we recognized the reality of the nigger savage and the truth about them. It happened at different points in each of our lives, and we're really lucky it didn't cost us our lives. Sometimes it does. Sometimes when you reach that point where you realize the truth about these creatures, it's too late and you pay with your life. There should be investigations. Guilty parties should pay. The educational system for one, TV and media for another. If the parents are complicit, make them pay too. These are young white people being sacrificed for propaganda purposes. And George Zimmerman replies, I 100% agree. Just thinking about how stupid I was as a teenager makes me shudder. It's a shame that this impressionable and obviously damaged young girl had to pay for her mistake with her life. And Isa Dadiva writes, I think this describes burners of any age. 16, little more than a child. I bet she and her friends all thought it was cool and trendy to hook up with niggers. All the popular culture tells them it is. Sad, sad that a young girl should be so brutally murdered for a fad. And Mooley Mook writes, If you burn coal, you're going to get burned. Comments are open. Again, Guy Montag writes, I blame the parents, for it was their permissiveness which allowed this young woman to venture down the dark path to mudsharkdom. Brackets, is that a word? And SC Anemia writes, 16 is little more than a child, more than anything, and because she was tatted up, I hold her parents largely responsible. Don't we teach our kids not to play with wall outlets in the stovetop? It's not that complicated. These people failed, and they did it years ago. And mine evolved, writes, I view this as a young girl probably getting harassed at school to open her legs for... <laughs> Jeez. Okay. I view this as a young girl probably getting harassed at school to open her legs for a nigger and choose older quote-unquote daddy nigger as her quote-unquote protector, likely in the belief that the silverback would go shaft on the younger bucks. Well, we see how that worked out. They really need to print a pamphlet or something. We print literature for AIDS, drug use, money management, avoiding teen pregnancy. Where to go if you're a runaway? Why not niggers? And Kool-Aid hair writes, Because somehow the world has used the plight of the nigger as a blindfold to hide the evil things niggers do constantly. And because the majority of people are ignorant fools, it's working. And Salsa Shark adds, 
Jesus, the buck was 18 years older than her. My parents wouldn't have allowed that. Hell, I wouldn't have wanted to date a 34-year-old when I was in high school. And Guy Montag writes, That's because your parents raised you right, and now you are a respectable and productive adult. By the way, as a fan of the Remington 870 as an anti-personnel weapon, I do love your avatar. And his avatar is... Oh, fuck that. I'm not reading that. <laughs> That's fucked up. And Issa Dadiva writes, Maybe the parents didn't know what she was doing. You know how teenagers lie, even more if they think what they're doing is forbidden. No way in hell can I imagine parents condoning their 16-year-old daughter running around with a 34-year-old human, never mind a feral-looking big buck. It's not possible, IMO. And Mr. Sandman adds, There are some fucked up parents out there. I wouldn't put it past a couple of libtards being so accepting, even glad their daughter is experiencing quote-unquote diversity with a much older nigger buck. Well, this one got the ultimate lesson. When my sister and her friends were 15 and 16, they had a camp out in our backyard. Then someone's boyfriend showed up, supposedly not for the night. My dad told him to get lost. Now, Mr. Sandman Sr. was always a bit racist. And he didn't like him just for being Mexican. But my dad would have reacted the same way with a 100% Scandinavian, 18 years old, dressed up and acting like something out of South Central and hanging out with minor girls. I can't imagine what he'd have done if a coon friend had showed up. And Goodyear Necklace finishes the thread with this gem. Better dead than bred. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Shitskin Plantation subforum, the Whipping Post subforum, Tales from the Field, in a thread started by Justin Igger, entitled, Look What Opened Next to My Favorite Italian Sub Shop. And it goes like this. Attachment. And there's a link to a Yelp business listing in San Antonio for a place called One Drop Reggae Shop and Juice Bar, which has five-star rating and 17 reviews. And this person says that they had a Buffalo Soldier, which is a watermelon, pineapple, and mint drink, and the Satisfy My Soul, the apple, orange juice, pineapple, lemon, and turmeric. They seem to like it a great deal. Unfortunately, Justin Igger doesn't like it. And YT is fed up, writes, Kiss your sub shop bye-bye. Once the niggers start milling about, all the other businesses will fold or move. And Spook Avoider adds, all it takes is one drop. Laughing emoticon. And Witch Doctor adds, Jenkum juice, I'm sure. And Mooly Mook adds, one drop, now your sub is a sewer shop. My condolences. And Lunacy adds, probably owned by a liberal. A nigger couldn't get their shit together enough to rent a storefront. And there's a photo of two African-American women sipping a juice, quoting the same drink list that I had, but... Not a big deal. Okay. And Rape Ape replies, Today's special, watermelon juice and goat chitlins extra tenderized by Muslims. Laughing emoticon. And Wrangler72 writes, Brilliant! Notice how the fat sow on the left has half the drink gone, but the nappy sow on the right just started. Hungry hippo. And Officer Jigaboo adds, This bidness and she it will be closed in three, two, one. And Justin Igger returns to add, and it is right next door to a purple nigger strip center church. Quote, unquote, our holy center for the glory and enrichment of our Lord and Savior, First Christian Church and shit. And Bernie Getz writes, <laughs> Bernie Getz. Bernie Getz is, uh, of course, the New York subway vigilante shooter who paralyzed and shot people he felt threatened by on the subway in the 1980s. I wonder if it's the real Bernie Getz that has his icon. 
And Bernie gets ads. Make them at home. Try putting all your favorite meats and veggies on a baguette, oil and vinegar, then provolone. Pre-eat your oven and put it in for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and Mushmouth replies, Lottie Jeebus. And Guy Montag writes, Time to find a new sandwich shop. Face palm, Picard, emoticon. And Sue Disease writes, Look at the table behind the two guzzling sows. Made out of old packing cases. And check out how filthy the doors are. What's the bet the niggers never pay the rent and it's burnt out by the end of the month? And not that guy writes, Don't worry, they will fail their first health inspection and get shut down. I have seen it happen a hundred times. And Gubbament Mule adds, I concur. Someone's relative with the help of some state agency got an SBA loan, probably around 30K. They used the minimum to get the fixtures, product, slash inventory, leasehold, and utilities, then got their do-did, spent a shitload on clothes, hair, and nails, put something down on a new caddy, and headed to the club. They've already spent all operating capital. The place will be gone in three months. And Agent Jethro Gibbs... That's so stupid. And Agent Jethro Gibbs me dat finishes the thread by adding, get ready for some nigger bongo crap booming in the background as you eat your sub. And we'll go from that thread to a, to another thread still in the whipping post subform subform Tales from the Field in a thread started by Lunacy this time entitled Nigger Waiter. And it goes like this. Well, the fam and I went to a chain pancake house for dinner tonight. Brackets, the kids wanted pancakes. This place is usually nigger free. We stroll in, the scene looks good, the hostess seats us, then the waiter comes over, motherfucking nog. I should have gotten up and left and wanted to, but the kids wanted pancakes. Now, so be it. Well, no silverware, no syrup, no condiments, etc. Everything fucked up. Manager stepped in and handled it from here. End of meal. Manager was trying to apologize, etc. I explained to her, within earshot of the silverback, this is what happens when you hire niggers. You give food away, you lose regular customers. Is it worth it? And intolerant ads. IHOP and Waffle House is like a magnet to niggers. Putting franchises on bus routes guarantees a very short lifespan. No idea what draws the niggers so hard, but for some reason or another, niggers love they some pancakes. It's like Red Lobster, Golden Corral, and Chuck E. Cheese. Niggers flock to them. We had an IHOP go under in less than a year in a nice upscale area because the bus would drop off full loads of niggers at mealtimes. Humans refuse to do battle. <laughs> Come on. Humans refuse to do battle with the stink and disruption, and the staff ends up turning completely nigger too. And George Zimmerman replies, Niggers aren't even capable enough to wash the damn dishes. Truly useless creatures they are. And La Place writes, Niggers are useless. Even real monkeys are actually more useful than them. And he has a link to a video of monkeys being waiters in Japan. And Kool-Aid Hair replies, I think the niggers love that shit because they serve chicken and waffles. I've never understood that combination in one entree, but needless to say, if you put chicken and waffles on the menu, the niggers will come. And Sibyl Mad adds, I worked for several years in the food and beverage industry before I became a machinist, and I'll tell you, I don't miss it a bit. 
Unless you truly are a quote-unquote people person, it is a grind. My experience was local decisions about day-to-day service were met daily. Being part of a national chain where company guidelines and the customer base are so far apart only invites problems leaving the management slash staff in the middle. They usually become the quote-unquote whipping boy caught between keeping the locals happy and not pissing off corporate and losing your job. Niggers exploit this. They come in, eat, and hammer some excuse. Something is wrong and want something done. They usually get a quote-unquote comp meal out of this. This then brings more niggers to the restaurant and so on and so forth. My advice is next time you're out dining with your kids and you get a nigger, leave. Start from there. And Simple Man adds, Red Lobster always baffled me. That one, I don't get. And George Zimmerman answers, They love dem scrimps. And gives me dat adds, I was in an IHOP in Mississippi last month, was just passing through. The nigger south server was called Shatonga. It's printed right on the receipt. Of course, there was the sticky table and the mandatory shit all over the floor. This is why I never eat out, only when work is paying and I'm traveling. And White Magic adds, I have a friend who runs a seafood restaurant in Fisherman's Wharf. He's had a reoccurring nigger problem. He removed all shellfish items from the menu unless they came in a chiapino, which is a seafood stew. Niggers stopped coming. And Honky Devil adds, I was actually at a Waffle House this morning. Luckily, the nigger working there only cashed me out. I handed her the check and she just fucking stared at me without telling me the total. Brackets, which is pretty standard procedure. I'm not in there often, but I was having a craving. And not that guy replies. If you go early in the morning, IHOP can be a nigger-free experience. The one near me offers quote-unquote kids eat free night on like Tuesdays slash Thursdays. You are taking your life in your hands if you go on those days. Basically, kids eat for free with the paid purchase of an adult. Since that concept is completely lost on niggers, it's usually a monkey house. If the niggers do grasp that concept, they will piss and moan about their meal so it's free too. They might as well change it to quote-unquote niggers eat free instead. And Sheboygan Avenger, representing Wisconsin proudly, finishes the thread by adding what I wouldn't give for a nigger-free experience. (laughs) Oh my god. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Shitskin Plantation subform general topic subform general discussions in a thread started by SC Anemia entitled Your Tax Dollars at Work. And it goes like this. So I get this in an email this morning from the Department of Veterans Affairs. Quote, unquote, the Department of Veterans Affairs, brackets VA, uses the term, quote, unquote, military sexual trauma, quote, unquote, or, quote, unquote, MST to refer to sexual assault or sexual harassment during military service and has services available to assist veterans in their recovery from MST. Veterans can receive free treatment for mental and health conditions related to their experiences of MST at every VA medical facility. Veterans do not need to have documentation of their experiences and may be able to receive care even if they are not eligible for other VA services. Veterans can apply for disability compensation for any current difficulties that are related to their service, including difficulties related to MST. How about you fuckers come up with an appointment that I've been asking for since last September because I have no feeling in most of my left hand? At least it's good to know there's counseling and compensation available in case someone got called a needle dick. Stern Burt from Sesame Street. Photo. And Witch Doctor adds, This is one of the reasons I stopped going to the VA for care and now pay out of my own pocket. They will basically wait until your arm falls off to render care, and then it's substandard care at that. And Whitey is fed up, writes, a guy I worked with had knee surgery at the VA, even though we have quote-unquote Cadillac healthcare through the union. He'll never walk again. And Isa Dadiva writes, 
Let me get this right. These are people who can be under threat of death, dismemberment, capture, torture, or being blown to bits every day yet are traumatized by sexual harassment and bottle of hate rights. I think this is more related to assault and not harassment. With the increase of niggers and other low lives in the military these days, rape and assault is far more common. While I don't think any form of disability is warranted unless you were raped so bad you can't sit for the rest of your life, some form of counseling is okay for women. Men need to man up, and well, yeah, if it were me, counseling would be the last thing I was seeking. If it is a harassment thing, well, if it is still bothering you after you separated from the service, you are a weak-minded nigger lotto seeker. And Essie replies to Isa de Diva by saying, not any of the guys I served with. We were equally opportunity, quote-unquote, harassers. We fucked with everyone, and the only time it ever got physical was for the fucknuts who went to Mexico and brought crabs back to the barracks. Yeah, white magic, that's exactly what they're doing. Since providing adequate and timely care for the veterans already in their charge is a bridge too far, someone came up with this touchy-feely shit. If a woman got raped or some nigger harassed a woman, then by all means. And Kool-Aid Hair adds... They put this in place for the fags that feel slighted. Before everything was quote-unquote gay and okay, I'd bet you'd have not received this letter. And Isa Dediva writes, Rape, yes. Of course that should be treated the same criminal way it is in civilian life, and I have a feeling it's not. But quote-unquote harassment, that's very subjective. And you can't be a hothouse flower or special snowflake in the armed services. Get over it. And SC Anemia replies, Oh, Roger, that diva. There wasn't room in the barracks for feelings. Any vet here will tell you that. You either grew a pair or, well, grew a pair. The shit was merciless. Brackets, but usually funny. Laughing emoticon. And Isa da Diva adds, I worked since I was 18 in a very rough type male environment where the sexual harassment was relentless and off the scale. I chose to work there and I chose to stay there. So yeah. I learned to quote-unquote grow a pair and STFU about it. And Spook Avoider adds, Just another result of queers in the military. And George Zimmerman finishes the thread by adding, Feminism has no logical place in the military or anywhere in reality. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread. In the Shitskin Plantation subform, the Whipping Post subform, House Niggers. In a thread started by Buck Simeon entitled, If Obama's Mammy Wasn't White, Where Would He Be Today? And it goes like this. In the White House or in some crack house? I go with crack house. Would have white people been so stupid as to come out by the masses and vote for a fully-blooded buck nigger with an African-slash-Muslim name otherwise? Or did that little bit of white DNA make the liberal voter believe the he-is-just-like-us nonsense? Did it make the high-ranking members of the Democratic Party feel that, hey, he qualifies as a nigger, but he is just white enough to be our guy? He is a safe nigger. Smart enough to talk without Ebonics, yet still a dumb nigger who will listen and take orders to keep us in control of the White House? After all, that is what they wanted. A white man's nigger. Just like someone that was a shoe-in to win also would play by the rules, do as they say, and not go rogue on them. Think about it. Could you imagine Nazi Pelosi and John Kerry buddying up with some nigger politician with very dark skin that talked like it just came out of da hood? Some shucking and jiving nigger like Al Sharpton? No way. They needed that white nigger. It's like I've always said, a mixed nigger is more dangerous than a full-blooded Buck Street nigger. A mixed nigger has that extra bit of white man's DNA, which gives him an edge on your standard nigger when it comes to intelligence. 
but intelligence does not mean good. It still has that nigger blood inside it. Mix the two together and you get the best, or should I say, worst of both worlds. A evil nigger with the white man's brain. Sorry if this sounds like a rant, just blowing off a little steam here. I'm glad this guy's time is almost over. While I am not 100% a Trump guy, I know he is probably our best bet to take back the White House from the loony left. And if it takes a radical to do that, so be it. And Crackerjack replies simply by saying, Kenya. And Kool-Aid Hair replies, Six Feet Under or Nigger University. And a quick check of Urban Dictionary shows that Nigger University is a euphemism for prison. And Clutch adds, The nigger would be somewhere with dicks in its ass and mouth just the same as it is now. And Protect the Woodpile replies, A low-level ISIS ass lifter by way of Kenya. And Florida Cracker adds, Kenya, correct, but would never have made it past ghetto lobster larva stage. And Bottle of Hate replies, I am going to say he would be... What the fuck? I am going to say he would be components in a nigger voodoo spell or perhaps a protein supplement for a low-down buck. And SC Anemia replies, I always thought something like that, but not exactly. You couldn't have a nigger with a whitey brain, maybe an Abby normal brain like young Frankenstein. Even Octoroons or the one drop still makes for a vile, lying, looks at me nigger. Take Obongo, for example. And if you think about it, the white maternal DNA comes from a woman demented enough already to think bestiality was a good idea. That's defective YT DNA to begin with. I had a friend in high school before I woke up who had a burner for a mother and a nigger baby daddy. They guy really did pass for white. Straight hair, whitey complexion. Eventually, he chimped on me. <laughs> you can't put enough white DNA in them to not act like a nigger. Look at Colin Pyle. Everyone always said, quote unquote, oh, he speaks so well he should run for prez. I saw his ass chimp during a press conference. And... Niggers are low-life ads in a mud-shit hut in Kenya. And Whip Cracker 23 writes, A crack house in Chicago getting mud-dick from a tranny or in jail. And Mine Evolved writes, Shooting heroin and blowing man-shell in a pay-by-the-week flop house and dining at IHOP. And Rape Abe ads, It would be another starvin' Marvin. Wasting away on some disease-ridden dry salt flats in Africa. Just like its real-life Kenyan brother. And Simple Man finishes the thread by adding, Nation of Islam. Even after he's president, I wouldn't rule it out. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Shitskin Plantation subforum, the Whipping Post subforum, Underground Railroad, in a thread started by Witch Doctor entitled, The Epitome of Liberal Stupidity Knows No Bounds. And it goes like this. I give them a few months at the most before they are dead. And there's a link to a live leak video entitled Awesome Parents Meet Adopted Son from the Congo for the Fist Time. And it is, of course, to white parents meeting a very young African child at the airport. And they seem overjoyed. And Bernie Getz adds, And they vote. Hopefully the nigger ends that. And Kool-Aid Hair adds, Adopt a slave since you can't buy him anymore. And Buck Simeon adds, The one in Reddy is already a full-grown buck. That woman must have wanted to adopt it for stud service. And Guy Montag writes, Months, sir, you are exceedingly generous. I don't see them going beyond weeks. Animated sipping coffee in front of a computer emoticon. And Man Bear Pig writes, Whatever. It'll take some time, but they'll definitely regret this. And Florida Cracker adds, 
Liberalism truly is a mental disorder. Side note, I would have loved to happen upon this at the airport and, quote-unquote, in my best Borat voice, which is really good, BTW, I'd have said, quote-unquote, Oh, I see you have purchased some new slaves. Congratulations. I have some in my backyard as well. And you can quote me, adds. So there are not enough niggers in the country that these two libtards have to import a few more? How strong and pathetic must your white guilt be when you will bypass all the niggers in the orphanages already and pick up off from the mutterland? Somebody wake me when these two morons have been raped and killed by the very shit demons they brought into their own house. And White Magic adds, There's a sign for Zion's Bank in the background. Must be Salt Lake. Mitt Romney Mormons. And Officer Jigaboo adds, This is vomitous. Look forward to nature taking its course. And CrewFan1985 writes, I don't like to use profanity, but to call this a mistake is so much of an understatement. They have totally fucked up. And Gul Dukat writes, They're crying for joy when their little diversity package comes running off the plane. Seriously, they haven't tried to, I don't know, make their own? That's the mandate, I suppose. Willingly adopt a cowbird than have your own biological children. Because that's what they are. And Mine Evolved finishes the thread by writing, Sniff, I'm so happy, sniff. Now they won't call us, quote-unquote, racist anymore. And we'll go from that thread to another thread in the Whipping Post subforum, subforum Underground Railroad, started by Whipcracker23 entitled, Look at this dipshit. And it goes like this. I hate wiggers. This kid has probably never been to a quote-unquote black neighborhood in his entire life, and I'm willing to bet he'd get robbed, mudicked, and then murdered, and not necessarily in that order if he ever tried. Disgusting. There are several photos of a young boy, a young white boy with a, his hat to the side, doing finger gun poses with uh, text on it that say things like, I'm swag or we dem boys. And Florida Cracker writes, especially female ones like this. And Isa, or maybe it is a girl. And Isa the Diva writes, that's a female? I thought it was yet another of the brainwashed, ballless little boys being raised on a diet of political correctness and nigger loving. And Whipcracker23 replies, he's apparently a boy, LMAO. But seriously, when this pretty boy bitch goes to nigger college, they are going to kill each other over the rights to this pretty little thing. And Essie Anemia adds, Dunno, she looks kind of scary to me. What with the guns, brackets, arms, like that and all, bitch is huge. Oh, it's a boy. And Whipcracker23 posts another photo, down low buck with his white boy, and it is the same boy, but with a young black friend. The only thing that I'm shocked about is the fact that he actually met a nigger in real life and still wants to be one. And the, and the photo is of the two kids hanging out. The white guy is doing a hang loose symbol, but the text on it says, brothers hanging out. And Kool-Aid hair ads. I'm guessing this is a misguided kid that probably grew up with no father and a coal-burning mother. And Whipcracker23 replies, I see this little wigger going to nigger you where he'll most definitely be a nigger's fuck toy. And once he graduates and sex change, <laughs> and once he graduates and sex change is likely the next step. And Kool-Aid Hair replies, nah, he'll be offed by a jig before that. And Whipcracker23 replies, If he doesn't go to nigger you first, then I'm sure one of his quote-unquote brothers will make him good over a pair of back-a-ball shoes and one of those idiotic flat-billed caps. And Lextech adds, Is that Justin Bieber? And Guy Montag adds, That was my first thought. And you guys are right. The little nigger in the picture is going to end up raping the shit out of quote-unquote Justin. Look for it on YouTube. Drinking coffee at the computer emoticon. And Isa Diva writes, 
No, Justine is rocking dreads these days to be more like his nigga brothers. And Lex Tech adds, The SJWs are getting pretty upset over those dreads. Beaver be stealing their rich culture and all. And Cat Fur Allergic writes, This is pathetic. Wiggers are worse than niggers. Niggers are born. Wiggers are made. And Mr. White writes, and he links to a page at dreadlocks.org slash the history of dreadlocks. The culture thust came from Eastern holy men. Justine did it just because it's controversial right now and free publicity. That and the fact that he is a genital wart on the crotch of America. And Whipcracker23 writes, Justin did that to impress whatever down low buck brackets C rapper he is currently getting the medic from. And Issa de Diva writes, It doesn't matter how many tats he gets or how many crap quote-unquote gangsta niggas he hangs out with. He'll never look like anything but a pansy-ass little bitch. And Whipcracker writes, Bieber? I'm just waiting on him to come out of the closet and gay marry a buck. I don't even know how to describe this emoticon, this gif. It's like the smiley face vomiting, I guess. But it's giant, anyway. And Mr. White writes, I signed a petition to get the little shit deported. They didn't. And Nick finishes the thread by adding, about the original post, Wow, what a little fruit pie. And we'll stay in the Underground Railroad subforum for a new thread started by Mushmouth, entitled, Mud Shark Porn Star Amber Rain Won't Be Coming Down for Breakfast Anymore. And it goes like this. Adios, skank. Quote, unquote, porn star Amber Rain has been found dead in her home at the age of 31, it has been reported. The adult film star, who has been in the industry for 10 years, is believed to have died in her sleep while at her Los Angeles home, reports AVN. And there's a link to a mirror.co.uk story. And Justin Igger writes, I have not a micron of sympathy for some whore who spreads it for niggers. And Whitey is fed up, writes, I haven't read the article, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say it had to do with drugs. You'd have to be a serious junkie to want to have radiator hoses shoved in you and catching nigger AIDS juice. And Gold Ducat writes, she accused another adult actor of rape. Oh, really? You do what again for money? And Essie Anemia writes, hell of an actress. Such range, such depth, snubbed several times by the Academy and then... Quote-unquote, awards for her performances include the XRCO Award for Unsung Siren and the AVN Award for Unsung Starlet of the Year in 2009. Best Use of Makeup to Cover Up a Canker Sore, 2009. Natural Causes, I Bet, Slipped Away Quietly in Her Sleep at 31. And Spook Avoider writes, I'm not all that into porn, but I seem to recall she might have been the one that caught AIDS a few years back. If she was screwing niggers, then it's an almost guarantee. And Cat for Allergic writes, Wow, what an ugly-looking whore! Tongue-sticking at emoticon. And Da Ambalamps writes, And that is, of course, a reference to Epic Beard Man. Just Googled her. You're telling me that that thing got paid to fuck? On camera? Disgusting. And Nig Be Gone writes, Damn, she looked like she was rode hard and parked wet. And Lextex writes, She had uterine cancer. Probably caused by gallons of feral monkey juice. Blech, so gross. And Justin Igger adds, HPV is contracted from indeed that very thing. 80% of all cervical cancer is caused by dirty medic. And Goodyear Necklace finishes the thread by adding, She would have made a great bioweapon in one of those ISIS fuck camps. Vomiting smiley face. Animated gif. And we'll finish this episode of... Lou reads the internet for you. In a final thread in the Shitskin Plantation Forum, Subform General Topics, Subform Food and Drink, in a thread started by Mooly Mook entitled Odd Combinations. 
And it goes like this. Earlier, there was a thread about the parent corporation of Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles going into bankruptcy. The thread moved on to a discussion of various food combinations that seemed odd, but are actually good together. I think it might be cool to see what people have tried and liked. I'll start with one of my favorites. Fig Newtons and Dry Roasted Salted Peanuts. Pop a few peanuts in your mouth, take a bite of a Newton, and chew it all up together. And Frustrated writes, Bacon-wrapped shrimp, or anything wrapped in bacon for that matter. Also, salt on cantaloupe is pretty good. And Coontown Whitey writes, Chocolate and Cheez-Its, Avocado and Sardines or Kipper, Sardines and Limburger Cheese on Rye Bread, Lamb and Mint, Duck and Cashews, Peanut Butter and Cocaine, Peanut Butter and Pickles, Pork and Grapes, Potato Chip Sandwich with Mayo. And Mushmouth adds, Potato Chip Sandwich with Ketchup, Apple Slices Wrapped with White American Cheese, Egg Salad Daiquiri, Pickled Eggs and Sauerkraut, Fried Bologna and Cheese Puffs. And Coontown Whitey writes, potato chip sandwich with mayo, fuck off. Bonus points for pepper mayo. And Frustrated adds, whiskey and pickle juice, delicious. Laughing emoticon. And Mushmouth adds, ixnay on the ao may. And Coontown Whitey writes, I can't stand ketchup. The smell alone makes me want to puke. And Mushmouth adds, ketchup soup, ketchup casserole, ketchup salad, ketchup alfredo. And White Magic adds, onions and milk curds sautéed in gravy poured on top of fries. And Wrangler72 adds, grilled pineapple with caramel sauce, cracker mallow cheesy treats, salting crackers, American cheese, mini marshmallows. Place a quarter slice American, brackets, Velveeta slices work best on salting cracker. Broil until cheese melts, top with mini marshmallows, and place back in broiler until marshmallow browns slightly. Cool a bit, then serve starving children. You will be awesome. And, and Whitey is fed up adds, this is one I got turned on to in Italy. Real vanilla ice cream and balsamic vinegar. You gotta get some real 20, 30-year-old balsamic, though. Just a little drizzle is all it takes. I've given it to friends, and they either love it or hate it. And Lone Arian writes, Hummus, brackets especially garlic-flavored, spread on a hamburger is pretty good. And Not That Guy adds, Sounds gross, but I swear by it. Been eating it since I was a kid, and so do my kids. Peanut butter, pickles, and American cheese sandwiches. You have to slice the pickles thin, spread the peanut butter on both pieces of bread, and call it a day. I eat one once a week or so. And Clutch finishes the thread by adding, Boiled eggs and beer. The body has a shit fit if digested. Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. What did you think? Are you tired of hearing the N-word? And of course, I will no longer be saying the N-word in its original form for the rest of this podcast. For a long time, I put off doing this type of form just because of how you know, toxic that word is for a lot of people. And I apologize if, if you're offended by it. It's... Um, it's one of the things I try to stick to is not censoring the material, no matter how stupid it is or how offensive it might be. But, you know, obviously this pushes the limits, the fact that the majority of posts, some sort of extremely racist view or sentiment is being, you know, used. You can imagine if you use the N-word in a, you know, example way even, you know, in polite conversation, someone's you're talking about something where you heard someone say it, and if you actually use it, people act like you just pulled your dick out, which is to say that they don't want to hear it or see it in terms of your dick. So this was a quite unpleasant thing to read, and also the kind of thing. I mean, say when I'm when I was reading this website, it, it's just sort of mind-boggling. Just one, the, the rage, and two, just sort of you know the the glee in having a secret place 
well, not so secret, but you know, a place most people don't go where they can just be fully racist and, you know, and not even racist, just like gleefully and sillily hateful. You know, just laying all of the stereotypes out at one time with all the super negative terms. And, you know, it's just, it's a head shaker. And, you know, I fully understand there's some people who are just really angry at the situation in life and need someone to blame for it. And, you know, they just blame minorities or, you know, they need someone to blame for their either lack of own success in their lives or... Um, why things didn't turn out for them or, or what, you know, what they see as the reasons for societal backsliding or whatever. And all these sites, whether it's a ridiculously racist website like Shitskin or something like, you know, some other kind of white power website where it's, you know, more focused about white people saying, woe is me, why are things the way they are? General racism, it would be better off if we were left alone to be white and super great. It's all sad. And I'm sure someone from this website might say, we're not hurting anybody. We just want to have a place to talk shit. And, and some of those black people are okay, but not most of them. Right? I mean, it's, it's just silly and sad, really. Anyway, so I'm sorry I read from this website. And I'm really sorry I put off reading from Chimp Out because it really was uh, more robust and had a bigger user base than this site, which seems to be just the same... 10 or 15 people in an echo chamber of I hate black people. Me too. Look at this one. I hate him too. We all hate that guy. Not a lot of real deep thinking going on there, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, this has been Lou Reed's The Internet For You, a podcast where the internet's worst is read in a pleasant manner for you. I hope you enjoyed it. If this is your first time listening and you made it all the way to this part, congratulations. There's 140 plus episodes that are less offensive than this waiting for you to listen to on iTunes. I didn't say they were less gross, but most of them aren't this full of vitriol. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. If you want to support the podcast, you can either go to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash Reads or go to lourees.com and there is a PayPal link there. Of course, I do this podcast for free, and I give away magnets for free, so if you want a magnet, I have a magnet, just email me at lourees at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to send you a magnet anywhere in the world, as long as you give me your correct address I've had several magnets returned because people's addresses are funky. Sometimes I wish there was a universal address formatting because I think sometimes people may not know how to write for international letters to come to them, but that's neither here nor there. Back to podcast stuff. So anyway, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads. I hope that uh, it sparked a great debate about race relations around your family dining room table because I know you're listening to this during family time. Yeah, so I'll wrap up this episode now in my typical mud blood way. I'm uh, half Irish and half Puerto Rican, and that Puerto Rican is uh, half Italian and half Spanish. So I am a true, I am a classic American crazy mutt. So I really had no right reading these pure white feelings. Oh, well, you know what? I will say this. I don't even know if these people are white. They, I, we're all just assuming they are, but who knows what their ethnic backgrounds are. So shame on me. Oh, my white guilt, my Irish Puerto Rican guilt. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet Shitskin Edition.
for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>